This is the Out of Time Film Podcast, where your hosts, Tom and John, discuss everything from blockbuster films to TV and games like there's no tomorrow. Welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm joined with my co-host, John. Hi. And this week, we are returning to Arrakis, John, with oh Dune God. Part 1. It's been such a long time since we've explored Dune. We always had this this conversation about, is it Dune or is it Dune? Is it Dune or <laughs> Dune? Dune or, Dune or Dune? I literally, because we covered this this film back in 2021 when it first released. Oh my God, yeah. I briefly went back to that video just to kind of see, you know, what was the vibe? What was it like? And we literally start that episode by saying, is it Dune or is it Dune? <laughs> We're creatures of habit, we oh are. Oh my God, we... <laughs> okay, it's great that we never stopped that. But oh my God, yeah. So this is crazy that... This has been such a long time. We haven't been talking about June. And June came out in 2021. It was supposed to be coming out in 2020. But due to COVID, that drastically delayed all the movies in that year. And this was such a brilliant film to go back into movies when cinemas were closed. And we were just gifted by Denis Villeneuve for this film. I think I have changed a lot since I've watched June because, you know, like when a film came out years ago and you feel like, oh, wow, I feel like this is something completely different. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it really is crazy because at the time we really liked the film, but we definitely... I don't know. I feel like we just kind we of... We were confused. Yeah, we, we were confused. confused. We were kind of a little bit disappointed that it was only half the story. We weren't oh, yeah. quite... Why the part one? Why yeah, the exactly. part one here? Like that, yeah. that reveal at the end. I remember so specifically the film ending and then the title Dune coming up again and then it's saying part one and me being like, what? What are you talking about? But to give a little bit of context, they re-released this film at the cinema recently and... Yeah. I went to go and see it on the super screen. Our local cinema doesn't have IMAX. Really? I know. I'm so I'm no. sorry, but the super screen is still great. I went to see it and oh my god. I feel like I was just like an out of body experience. This is absolutely one of the greatest modern blockbusters. Yeah. It stands alongside Avatar the Way of Water and Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick and The Batman as these incredible blockbusters that push against the rest of the films that come out, the rest of the landscape. Like, if you think about Dune Part 2, which is coming out next week, the other films that we're getting in March consist of Ghostbusters and Godzilla (laughs) X-Kong. And I'm going to watch both of those movies, and I hope that I enjoy both of those movies. But they are not Dune. Dune is just... It feels like a lost art form that Denis Villeneuve is like, no, guys, no, guys. We still go. We can still cook. Yes, we can still cook. And this, I completely agree. This is something that years ago when watching the cinema, I knew there was something world changing, you know, for me when I was watching it. And it was like, how on earth did Villeneuve create this massive blockbuster that David Lynch tried, but he felt like that was a failure because he didn't have that full control. What Villeneuve did was he went beyond. I watched so many interviews about how Villeneuve created the film. He went back to the book. 
what Frank Herbert did. He created this insane world of Arrakis and there's so much conflict that is going on and it just made it so realized, which is so crazy at the time to think about when he released that book. And it's like, there's so much lore that Villeneuve wanted to get out of the book to make this actually work. Because there's past filmmakers that thought, oh my God, the books will be amazing to turn into a film adaptation. Like, for example, Stanley Kubrick thought that Lord of the Rings was unfilmable. Like, it would be impossible to film that. And here we are. We've got the trilogy of Lord of the Rings and we've got June. And this is just an amazing feat in filmmaking that we got to see this film especially. And then we get in part two. This is just speaks so many volumes about how filmmaking hasn't lost its touch. Yeah, it's the right people at the right time. Making a film is difficult. Yeah. Chris Stuckman recently did a video about Madame Web and about, you know, Sony and about oh, yeah, yeah. How, how tough it is to make a film and how studios really can make that even more difficult with their mandates and with their expectations and the way they can pull away control from a director. And adaptation is even more scrutinous because you have books or comics to adapt or even other movies yeah. that, you know, are held close to people's heart. It's not an easy thing to do. We're in an age where there's a lot of adaptations going around. We've had, as you say, Lord of the Rings is a great example of a really good one. We've had Harry Potter and Twilight and The Hunger Games. Mm. And even recently, I'm thinking about the live action Avatar The Last Airbender, which is an adaptation of those oh, of, of that yeah. TV show. And sometimes those things can go amazingly. Sometimes they can go really badly. I haven't seen David Lynch's Dune. I'm sure it's great. But this, I cannot imagine it being done any other way. There is such a sense of weight and an expansive universe to this. Yeah. And so much of it feels so epic. And that really is the right word because oh. it harkens back to like a lot of those biblical epics that are kind of, you know, may maybe that's the fact that it's all in the desert and then it all feels so massive, but everything feels like it has the relevant amount of weight and importance which is very difficult yeah. to get right when a lot of films feel like every single film does the end of the world stakes and it's like this those stakes but, but rooted in character it is intense and it's utterly utterly brilliant full spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it and i and i honestly if you haven't seen it before I part two watch please. it or rewatch it just watch it it's fantastic it. so yes john briefly explain uh, the plot for those who don't know okay paul atreides arrives on Arrakis after his father accepts a stewardship of the dangerous planet. However, chaos ensures that after betrayal as forces clash to control spies, a precious resource. Mm. Wow, wonderful. <laughs> Folks, wonderful. we just spent about two minutes <laughs> trying to figure out what a certain word in that introduction was. Yeah. I cut it all out, but there was some good content. If we had a Patreon, you'd be privy to all of that. Oh my god, we would be maniacs behind the scenes just talking about... <laughs> anything oh yeah but we're here to talk about dune part one this is just such an epic grand scale film that my brain couldn't handle to watch in the big screen i was just felt like oh my god there's so much lore there's so much will building oh my god the will building is mwah! It's cinema. Scorsese would have went cinema, you know, when he sees all the world building. I bet Scorsese his... and Villeneuve are friends. Kind of like how yeah. Nolan and Villeneuve have been doing loads of IMAX interviews and they're just having yeah. a good time. Yeah, just having a good time. I love watching the interviews in the cinema. They just like have a great discussion about anything. But the world of Arrakis is something that it's not easy to get into, especially if you want to read Frank Herbert's book. That have is... you read the book? 
No, I tried to read. Mm. I was in Waterstones, that's a bookshop. And I was like, oh, there's there's the first page of Frank Herbert's Dune. So I opened the book and I read and I was like, nope, and I just put it back down. <laughs> and I, and then I was looking at the graphic novels. Yeah, Yeah. well, I actually have the book. And before part one came out in 2021, I, I tried to read it. I think I got like 60 pages in and I was just like, oh, this is so dense. And then I stopped. I think one day I will return to it. Maybe if they make Dune part three if they make june messiah i'll come back and i'll read both the books because yeah there's so much detail on every page and there's so much intrigue like in this film we spend about maybe 40 minutes maybe even longer before we even get onto arrakis and there, yeah. there is already so much happening and there's so much interest with house atreides and i think it's really interesting because like you know really we have these different people these different houses we have the harkonnens and we have the atreides and we have the fremen and it's really interesting how each of those they all take influence from like real life cultures and they are all so different. You know, you can see how this story has really influenced a lot of other stories. Star Wars especially, you know, with like the oh, Empire yeah. and like, you know, the desert setting. It's extremely Star Wars. It's really cool to see that done in such a really great way that I think the fact that it focuses on character really makes that work so well. Like, yeah, you have these huge houses and, you know, Atreides, there are so many people in it, but we focus on Paul, we focus on Duncan and Jessica yeah. and Oscar Isaac and Josh Brolin, whose names I cannot remember. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're Duke, on... Leto, and Gunny. There you go. We're focusing on all these people. Through them, through what we see, through the way that we see their interior lives, it's like that scene where Paul and Jessica are at the breakfast table and he reaches for a glass and she's like, make me give it to you. Use the voice. Just that simple thing. We're building character. We're building background to all of this. I think this film just, it's long, but it does not miss a beat. It, it uses everything miss, so yeah. deliberately. They're just planting seeds all the way and you just feel like there is something happening that the audience doesn't realize you're seeing something in a movie, but it doesn't make sense to you. But then there's the reason for it later and you feel like, oh my God, there is that character building. You know, there's that arc for Paul. You know, he has to be this kind of leader, which Dune Part 2 will get into. But this is like the start of Paul. His father wants him to realize that there is a place for him, but he has to do something about it. And the character work is just incredible. It makes it feel alive. You know, you understand these characters. When you're first time you're watching it, you feel like, oh my God, this is too much for me. But when you rewatch it again, there's a lot of detail that the story can give out to you. Especially there is the scene where Paul puts his hand in the box. And I think that's just an excellent scene to set up this entire film will have to face his fears and put his hand in the box and it does a lot of detail that might go your way but there's massive worms as well this is a <laughs> film that is there's also worms. yeah there's also worms but this film is just entirely focused on characters and world of Wackus that is just so amazing to see again and the cast the cast is stacked there's a lot of like actors that you come back to you're like oh my god it's Josh Brolin oh my god it's uh, Timothy Chalamet and then it's like it's just brilliant to see I absolutely love the cast in this film we really just kind of have some of the greats and even I know that at the time there was that big thing you know Zendaya was in so much of the marketing and everyone was like what the hell she was only in it for like five minutes and like yeah at the time that was like a big thing but even so it's an incredible cast and even you know your smaller roles like David Dasmalshin and Sharon Duncan Brewster and Stephen McKinley Henderson it's like you know these people who aren't in it as much as like some other people but they really make big marks and you know you just like I feel like everybody has like an iconic scene or two 
and everyone is so so well realized and you really know what they believe in and what they love and you know for example like duncan's death scene where he faces the oncoming harkonnens and shuts the door and you really feel like the love that him and paul have for each other and even with the duke his whole character and the way that he says to paul the only thing you ever needed to be is my son it's all great and even you know the doctor who like betrays them even there there are layers to that he's not just it's not just an empty betrayal because he's power hungry he does it because of his love and also like you know you you find out so much about him and baron harkonnen in that scene it's really really well layered and really well done and i think all of it has to revolve around paul and timothee chalamet just absolutely does a fantastic job at portraying this kid who you know is still young still has that youthful energy but is faced with just like the oppressive foreboding nature of the future i guess yeah and this idea like there's that moment where he kind of has the spice stream in the tent and he's like I'm gonna be behind a thousand atrocities or whatever he says and it's like there's so much weight to that and it really sets up this tragedy like I don't really know what happens in June but obviously we've seen all of his visions with some of them even coming true in part one itself I'm really interested to see how part two will kind of send him down like this path to worseness and I think that the the ending scene is the most hype thing ever (laughs) with meeting the Fremen and walking and seeing the people riding the worms and Zendaya being like this is just the beginning and Hans Zimmer's incredible score plays. Like I was just in the cinema a couple weeks ago, just like, like just absolutely dying because I think it's just so well done and so well built up. It's really, really well structured. I do think that the structure is a little bit stop and start. The pacing is a little bit off, you know, like yeah. it feels like the, 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 the second, the end of the second act feels like the third act. And so everything after that, it feels like every scene is like the final scene of the film. I can't really explain it, but it just kind of feels like it's- I understand, it's yeah. Back. Like when's it going to end? And it's kind of like, well, yeah, like that I kind of struggle with. And I think I will always struggle with that, but it's not nearly as frustrating as it was first time round really like there isn't a moment of this that i think yeah this is pointless like it all serves a very specific purpose and it all builds really well for the world and for the characters as well yeah and there's so many dynamics that the film doesn't waste about each about the characters and it just makes it more alive and the sound design and the special effects are just you have to be in like imax or super screen to understand you know how crazy the sound is and the first time when i watched june it was in super screen but the crazy thing is is that we've got handsome score but the sound design when you're in that it is absolutely insane like the seats will be shaking to so much space that is going on and you feel like you're a part of spaceships that they're going they're flying away and you're like june and it's just like you have no idea what's going on but it's just so incredible what they've put into as well i love the voice The voice, the voice, you know, like yes, every, the every time that happens, the kind of like use the voice. Like I love that kind of idea. It really, really works well. And I feel like that brings me to something else. Oh. It's been a while, John, but we have an email. Wait, um, what? We, Wait, we, we do, we do. No. It's true. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. From Samuel yeah. Masson, the goat himself, oh the return God. of the king. Okay. Okay. What yeah. Do you, uh, where has he okay. been? Okay. 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 <laughs> so he says, "Hello there." 
So, I was very dismissive of Dune. I'm not sure why. Is it because I'm not a fan of Timothée Chalamet or not eager to learn so many things about a new fictional world? But after hearing you both get so excited about it, it piqued my interest. And what a fool I was to avoid this film for so long. What a movie. The costumes, the designs and architecture are so good. They really immerse you into this world and make it feel lived in and give it depth. The set designers, the costume and makeup artists deserves huge praise. Did this win awards? I hope it did. The score is so mighty impressive too. I'm a huge fan of movie scores and Hans Zimmer nails it like he usually does. When it gives you goosebumps, you know it's good. Another thing Dune does so well is help you learn about this world without dumping heavy amounts of information on you. And that was one of the things that worried me, having to learn so much about a world and feeling lost on it. But Dune did a great job at helping you navigate this story. I will definitely need to rewatch this to help myself learn about the world. But bring on part two. Thanks for the hard and hard work, gents. Take care, Sam. Thank you very much, Sam. Um, oh my God, Sam. There are some oh. really, really great points brought up there. You know, the costuming, the architecture, the makeup, oh, like costume. all of that stuff, you know, easy, very easy to kind of, you know, skip over, but utterly incredible. Like the regal garb that some of the characters wear, like, you know, like Jessica's like dress when they first come onto Arrakis with that veil and all the still suits. Like it's a very, very great looking film in so many ways. Like this incredible. And I, I, I'm actually curious whether June won any awards as well. So I'm going to have a look at that. Okay, so yeah, it won Best Cinematography at the Oscars. It was nominated for Best Costume Design, but it lost to Cruella. It Cruella. won. It won Best Film Editing as well. Okay. It won Best Original Score for Hans Zimmer. Okay. Um, it okay. won Best Production Design. It hey. won Best Sound. I mean, obviously. It won Best oh, Visual yeah. Effects. I mean, really, oh, it was wow. an absolutely mammoth of a film that was just so, like, yeah, like, I think those are all very well-deserved categories to win for. Yes, very deserved. I wish it won costume design because costume design is on point. Crazy that they put so much detail into, you know, each one of the characters. What amazing film Dune is. It is a mammoth of a film, this. It's just like, you have no idea, you know, how much work it's put into, but you can feel everything that the film has to offer. And it's just like carefully planting seeds all along the way. And you feel like you're part of this film, a part of something greater. And you feel like there was just something massive happening. And this film is so intense. It's amazing what they've done. And part two is just going to go beyond than that. And I have no idea what part two has to offer. It's going to be crazy. And how, wait, I want to see June. What was the box office? I want to say it was 480 million worldwide. Oh, wow. You were almost correct. It was Ooh. 433 million. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, like it did fairly well, especially when you consider COVID. Like, it wasn't really until No Way Home that I think cinemas really were getting that kind of return. But I think that part two might crack a billion. I think that we might be up for a, the first big hit of 2024, especially when there's that. not really a lot of competition. Like, you know, what else is out right now that people are going to, are you really going to go see Madam Web over June part two? Come on. Come on now. We're billion dollars. <laughs> We're billion dollars. We are so back. Um, yeah, I, I think I think part two. I've heard incredible things about part two. You know, oh, about two, it being please. one of the best sequels of all time, one of the best, certainly of this century. I'm so very excited. I, I have my tickets excited. booked. I'm at a midnight I have showing. Tickets booked I'm, as well. I can't so, wait. Oh, it's gonna be good. Imagine people would just go really hype 
in the cinema, like soups. You know when he they, they all go ah, oh, <laughs> yes. and just go. Let's go. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, basically every time I see the June Part Two trailer, I'm just like that in the cinema. I'm just yeah, like yeah. yeah. You're like yeah, and, and I'm just like oh yeah. I can't baby. wait. I'm I'm so excited. I mean, like you know, I, I'm driving my housemates crazy because everything I just kind of relate it back to June. I'm always talking about. Have you seen the Lego Ornithopter? Yeah! Oh my god. Oh my god. I am spellbound by that piece of machinery. I I just keep on looking at it. I'm just like, it will be mine. I'm like the Baron. I'm like, my Sandscape. (laughs) My Dune. My (laughs) Ornithopter. Any piece of the Baron? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Brilliant. Even Denis Villeneuve has seen and built the set. Like, come on. Come on. Yes. Yeah, he did. He had an interview where he was like, "This is the greatest thing ever." And oh, it's it's oh, it's it's a piece of the design of the Ornithopter is brilliant as it is. So to translate that into Lego, it's like, ooh, oh, so cool. Oh my god. Right. June part one. What do you give it out of ten? Okay, I'm gonna say ten. I'm gonna say it. I have to say it. Ten. I have to say it. You're so right for that. I'm really with you on that. Um, I'm gonna go nine. But yeah, this is this is such a oof. What a could it be one of the best blockbusters of the 21st century? Could it be? Could part two be one of the best blockbusters of all time? I guess we'll wait and see. Thank you everybody for listening. If you're listening on YouTube and you like to, you can like and subscribe. And if you want to see more, and if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. And next week, of course, we're doing June part two. We wouldn't miss it for the world. Oh my and God. just yeah. like Sam, you can send us an email at alstimefilmpod at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on June part two. Ask us any questions. I will answer them right here on the podcast next week. And yes, you can follow us on Instagram at alstimefilmpod to see our incredible thumbnails from Zane Asphalt. On Twitter for more thoughts from Tom and TikTok to see edited clips, which are also on Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts. And you can find links to that all in the description below. Thanks to L. James Mayer for the excellent theme and Ronan Phillips for focus as always. And I think that is everything. Bada bing. And I also want to say, everyone, thank you so much for a thousand subscribers on YouTube. That is insane. You know, almost four years to get to this point is just mental, but really, really cool to see the videos this year have been doing quite well. And that's really, really great. So yeah, thank you, everybody. That's, that's, that's really brings a tear to my eye. We we can't thank you enough. That's awesome. Yes. I'm really happy that we've done so much work, you know, into this podcast and we thought we'll just do it in in the garden your your garden tom and we thought you know we're just gonna <laughs> talk about everything and it's like wow this is something that yeah it's great a lot of people will like listen to everything in a podcast i can't imagine anyone going back like imagine listening to this episode saying all oh, these guys are fun and then going back to our first stuff like we how were, embarrassing for us uh, we were not structured that well back then we'll no, just talk we about anything not. like maniacs we were just like yes oh yeah dc fan the new yeah. the new segment oh god the, the day oh my of the god new the segment. new segment oh, oh my god dear <laughs> no it's great because like when we did june when i watched the video the, the video on june that we did is over an hour long and i was like wow we talked about june for an hour great and then i watched it half an hour of that we're talking about the uncharted trailer <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. Oh my Just God! The new brilliant. segment. Yeah, I'm glad that we we don't have to do the new segment because that would just took away the core element. It did. Core, like, it did. Talk, talk about, so. Yeah, we're better now, and we have been rewarded for it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate, it. and thank you for joining us on this crazy journey. 
we're just film buffs, we know we're just nerds, we just talk about anything, but thank you for joining us. And take what you're giving. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.